Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm good. You know what? You know, one, one thing, obviously, we're going to spend most of today talking about the, the matchup with Michigan. And you know what immediately comes to mind? If you'd have told me on the day Michigan hired Jim Harbaugh that basically year five or year six, whatever we're in of Harbaugh, I guess we're year five or year six, that Alabama would be playing Michigan. Uh, I would have sworn to you it was in the playoff, right? I mean, what? And I oh, say that no not as a not as a slight at Alabama or Nick, but I say it as a slight at Michigan. Like, why haven't you been in the playoffs? And and but I also don't want to trash talk Michigan too much because who knows how many of our regular players we'll have with us, and I don't think we want to guarantee outcomes against Michigan by any means, but. I'm just saying, who would have thought five or six years ago on the day that Michigan announced one of the biggest hires in college football history when they hired Jim Harbaugh uh, out and, and, and away from the NFL after his uh, stint with the 49ers that uh, that Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh would finally be squaring away in a bowl game. But you would have bet your butt it would have been in the college football playoffs and not on a non-New Year's Six bowl uh, like we're going to have January 1st. No, that's that's right. Um, it is kind of cool, though, that the last time we played in this bowl game, obviously, it was against Michigan's uh, probably not their arch nemesis, but their second cousin oh. nemesis. Um, Why don't we say their little brother? State. They're little, yeah, they're, they're little brother. Yeah, yeah and right. we're still picking Spartans out of our cleats from the time we ran all over their asses. I mean, I'll never forget <laughs> Eddie Lacy looking back. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, would somebody please tackle me? Nick Saban's going to chew my ass out if I score again. <laughs> exactly. That was so awesome. I hope I, – I think I have a tape of that game somewhere. I feel like we need to we need to watch that uh, in anticipation of our uh, our next Citrus Bowl. Yeah, it's so true. And, heck, I hope uh, Nick sits down and makes the team watch. It'd be great to make our team sit down in the, in the theater and watch a uh, fast-forwarded – tape of the 2010 game the last time we played the Citrus Bowl to remind our team of how physical they're supposed to be hey this is how it's supposed to look like this is how it looked like nine years ago in this very game against uh, another team from Michigan so maybe it's a good uh maybe it's a good pep talk uh, leading up to the bowl game because I would swear as many great games as we played and as as many big time championship games we played I might tell you that the best 60 minutes a Nick Saban team has played at Alabama was against Michigan State in that Citrus Bowl. We, they were a good team. They were the best team not in a New Year's Day Bowl, and we destroyed them. I mean, it was something. You know, that we beat them so badly that I really believe there was some hangover from that game in the two, all the way to the 2015 playoff game when we shut them out. Um, because yeah, – yeah. They have been scared shitless of us ever since. And, you know, I, I'm not even like making, I'm not even trash talking. No, I'm really, right. I, I mean, I'm just saying, even they knew it. One of the best threads in the history of the internet was um, uh, a Michigan State board that was, you know, doing a live uh, feed during that game of just a string of messages from fans. And at first they're like, okay, because I want to say, was that game tied at seven? I think it was tied at seven. And then like it we went on a 40. We went on a 42 nothing run and, um, 
you know, we just can't be. It was worse. In fact, it was worse than that sounds. It was worse. It than was that much sounds. worse than that sounds. It could have been an eighty-two nothing run, and we uh, like we kept sacking them. They finally got in a position to score, and we knocked like two quarterbacks out, and and the the guys were, you know, there were uh, message board guys going, "Look, I felt that one. I I don't even I my think I can't even uh, type anymore. I'm so hurt. You know, I think they um, played a wide receiver. I think they played a wide receiver at quarterback to end the game just because they didn't want another regular quarterback to to, to get hurt. Because we did. We yeah, knocked out two or three quarterbacks in that game. And I mean, knocked them out to where, I mean, this was in the, the years before medical tents. But uh, I remember one of those Michigan State posts on the message board was, uh, they're going to name an entire wing of the Orlando hospital after <laughs> our football team. That is true. Hey, but isn't it funny how, like, some things – Maybe it's just the small world of college football, but think about, first of all, you mentioned the Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban tie-in where everybody in the world thought, okay, these two would be meeting all the time in the playoffs. Secondly, um, you've got Nico Collins, who is a wide receiver from Clay Chalkville, who is still on that team, um, obviously uh, from Michigan. And then there was, oh my God, I had another tie-in and I can't remember what the hell it was. How about oh, well. this one? How about this? How about this strange one that I mentioned a while ago uh, to uh, to the business LJS Law? Uh, Najee Harris was the was there was an extreme oh, yeah. Yeah. recruiting battle between Alabama, and Michigan for Najee Harris, and I assure you there are thousands of Michigan fans very butthurt over over Najee uh, signing with Alabama because they they thought they had him. If you remember, we were tracking Najee through airports after like the All-American Bowl or the U.S. Army game, whichever one he played in, and we were tracking Najee to where he flew after the game. Uh, it was – the Michigan fans were 100% convinced he was signing with them, and uh, I bet they're still a little sore over that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, their reaction to Najee and if Najee's playing in the bowl game, uh, which is something that, that we don't know. And uh, I'm hoping it clears up soon because soon we, we start practicing, and uh, that's going to be the first tell if we haven't heard before then, because no one that's not playing in the bowl practice. We'll know when he beat riders, uh, you know, report the roll, roll call on uh, the first day of bowl practice. We'll have a pretty good idea who's sitting out. And if you're a junior and you're sitting out, then you're a junior that's um, headed to the NFL. No one's going to sit out this game and then ask Nick, hey, uh, but I do want to play next year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, hey, I want to go down there and go to Disney and shit, but you know, yeah, I'm just gonna exactly. hang out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you mind if I stay yeah. at the? Uh, you mind if I stay at the hotel and just watch it? You know, I don't want to miss the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I'm announcing that I'm skipping the bowl game. However, I will be at Dallas for the USC game. <laughs> Count on me then. Yeah. That's All right. Not Jimmy, let me go ahead and get one of my live reads in. If you're a Spotify listener, sure. use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and uh, at Locked On Bama on Twitter, and we will share and retweet it. If you will uh, take, so therefore, if you'll take a picture, I'm just learning about this now. This sounds pretty cool. If you will take a picture of, uh, your take a screenshot of your favorite locked on Bama podcast and then tweet it to us. At, or, you know, I guess just take a picture of, of the podcast. I don't, how do you do that? What do you do? You take a picture, screenshot of the screenshot. I, I, I bet it's a screenshot, screenshot, 
which I think um, is clicking your little button twice. Yeah, I know what that is, but I was trying to think. I guess you take a screenshot of the actual podcast, which is like the Locked On Bama logo, and the then Locked On Bama you can, logo, and then tag it to tag at Locked On Live. You can also tag at LJS Law or at LS Robinson Twenty One. Those are our two personal Twitter feeds, um, and we'll just get it out there. So, bottom line, here's what you do, people: forget the live read. If it made sense to you, great, but. Take a screenshot of the Locked On Bama logo, tweet it to at Locked On Live, Locked On Live, and then we will take care of the rest. That's that's kind of what that's all about. I I think I'm I'm and, and I, I listen. So this is what I get for doing a live read without reading it first. <laughs> I am so excited that a new sponsor of uh, Locked On Bama on the Locked On Network is Spotify because I am a huge fan. I. I I utilize Spotify all the time. Uh, I'm a premium Spotify user. Uh, I, I love Spotify, and for all of our uh, all of our listeners that that are unfamiliar or haven't given it a shot, Spotify is free. It's a free music service. It's free to you. It's just free, or, or it can be premium uh, if you choose. Uh, and obviously, you can now access your favorite podcasts on Spotify. And uh, it's another highly recommend we highly recommend the others manscape roman we do uh and in fact i've got one that and i have to do another live read that i have to sort of ad lib um it's going to be interesting i don't know how in the world i'm gonna pull this off but we're gonna try it in just a little bit uh jimmy one thing i want to talk about is um the AHSA Super 7, which I got to call several of the games this past week. I don't want to go into all the games because, frankly, uh, you know, we're not going to we're not going to talk about uh, the the Piedmont game was awesome. Uh, Piedmont against uh, Mobile Christian, uh, your boy, the linebacker, yeah. um, Deontay, Deontay Lawson. Lawson. Yeah, he did not have his best game. I'm just again, I'm going to tell you just flat out. Um, yeah, sure. He did not stand out. He was far and away the best looking specimen out there but Piedmont is filled with sophomores and freshmen and their freshman quarterback Jack Hayes won the MVP he had like two he had 200 yards passing 100 yards rushing you know plus or minus I'm I'm, I'm probably uh, shortchanging him some yards both ways um he had an interception to seal the game um wow, he's a man, freshman? he was everywhere he's a true freshman a true freshman. Now, I don't know why I keep saying well, that. I said all, during the broadcast, me and Tom, you're a true freshman in high school. If you're not a true freshman in high school, you're you've got problems. <laughs> the so, uh, Georgia um, guy. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, riff off the uh, famous uh, Georgia announcer Munson, Larry Munson. My Larry God, Munson, he's yeah. a freshman. But My on God, top of that, freshman. <laughs> on top of that, there was an eighth grader at quarterback for Mars Hill Bible, who was great. Really? Um, but they lost to Lynette, who was quarterbacked by Christian, Christian Story. And I don't think I'm being hyperbolic here when I say he was the best Christian Story since Jonah and the Whale. I'm going to give you a minute to let that one sink in. <laughs> you got, it's, it's a homonym, but it works. That's it good. Works. Yeah. You can tell the show's you, not scripted. I didn't know that was coming. I'm gonna laugh for a whole another minute. That's good. Well, stuff. That was, no, the reason I, I felt like I had to use it in this podcast because I came up with it for this article I'm writing for the local paper, and uh, um, I am pretty notorious for getting in trouble for my articles because you know I write my articles. <laughs> you say stuff like that. 
Yeah, I write my articles like I talk on my podcast. And so when I say, hey, it's the best Christian story since Jonah and the whale, there will be a big time Christian yep. who will be like, you need to burn in hell. And I'm going to be like, that's very Christian of you. <laughs> but, you know, they don't get that it's just a homophonic joke, you know. And, and so, um, you're hyping the Bible. You're hyping it. I'm, I'm pro-Bible. It's pro-Bible. Pro. That's exactly. That's very pro. It's pro Joan and the whale. It's a pro Joan and the whale story. I mean, let me say this too. Yeah. I said, he's the best sense. I say he's the best. The best sense. Exactly. (laughs) But look, so first of all, I, I'm in love with this kid. He is awesome. I mean, look, Christian. Oh God. Yes. I love him. Jimmy. I can't say enough good things about him. And here's the thing. He, you know, obviously he plays quarterback for Lynette too. And and this was a true boy. I mean, I was trying to be so careful on the, on the uh, broadcast too, because this game was filled with stereotypes in the sense that, you know, Lynette, uh, mostly a minority team that looked incredibly athletic. I mean, and just, they were fast. Uh, they were, you know, they weren't quite as you know, they weren't like super cut because it's a 1A program and most 1A programs don't have right. huge weight facilities or whatever. But, uh, you know, and then on the other side was Mars Hill Bible, which was shorter, uh, all Caucasian for the most part, mm-hmm. and a little squattier and a, and not quite as athletic. They had one six foot five, um, 300 pounder on the offensive line and maybe another guy that was kind of close to that. Other than that, everybody was, you know, it was probably six feet and under. And so, right. I mean, it looked like, a mismatch. It, uh, well, didn't look, it, I knew it wasn't a mismatch because Mars Hill Bible had been blowing people out all year, and they are so disciplined, and they just run the ball. And meanwhile, Lynette is more like you know they out athlete most everybody, and that's kind of what they did in this game. But the the best player on the field, and I think the best player in all the Super Seven, <clears throat> was Christian Story. Now I didn't get to see Jeremiah Alexander for Thompson because uh, right. they played on Wednesday night, but. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, man, story. And here's the thing. Like everybody's saying, well, is he going to play safety or ride receiver or is he going to do whatever? He can spin it. Man, he's a great quarterback. And on top of all this, he's a better kid. He's just a good, yeah, kid. good kid. He had, he, he had 250 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. He recovered a fumble to stymie me a drive late in the game and then intercepted the last drive of the game. Um, he, he had, I think, two touchdowns passing and two touchdowns rushing or something like that. I mean, he had a sack for a loss. I mean, he was just everywhere, man. And, he, again, this Mars Hill Bible is not just, you know, a yeah. bunch of slow <laughs> non-athletes. They're disciplined. That's they're they're they weren't as athletic as and I don't again, I'm they just weren't as athletic. It, forget any stereotypes you have. They literally weren't as athletic, but they were so disciplined. They never make mistakes. And well, um Christian Story just made them make mistakes. Well, one of the things that uh we, we've referenced here several times in terms of my annual uh, way I go about doing things and people for Long-time listeners from Talking Tuscaloosa will remember this, but in, in February of each year, as soon as signing day's over, uh, you know, you ga- I gather the names of the top 30, 40 kids in Alabama in the next class, and I, I watch the tape of uh, 30 or 40 of the best kids and sort of do my initial rank. My initial ranking of the best kids in the state comes from just complete personal opinion, complete personal opinion based on what I see of the tape. Then as the year goes on, I change the rankings based on recruiting hype, 
who's getting a lot of big offers, uh, uh, legit uh, camp measurables we see as the summer goes on. But I say all that to say just what you're saying. Last year, last year, my first impression watching all junior tape, I came out of it saying the best prospect in Alabama is Christian Story. I, I had him number one initially, and then I moved him down. I don't think I moved him down lower than four or five, but I, I moved him down based on you know where other offers were coming in and who had the most hype and buzz. But hearing you, you know, rave about Christian Story, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, based on uh, based on tape, and I probably should have just stuck with that. I think some of the rankings with Christian Story are influenced by he plays a lot of quarterback. I know he plays all over the field uh, in that 1A championship game. In throughout the season, he's played multiple positions. And I, and I think he would like to play quarterback. And I think all those things do affect your offers and where you're, where you're ranked and your buzz based on position projection. But uh, I think Christian's a straight-up safety, capable of playing other spots, including quarterback. But uh, I like him straight up as a safety. And to me, he, to me, he is a high four-star and a national top 100 player. And I, I think he's ranked somewhere around the 180s or 190s or even 200, and uh, that's absurd to me. Uh, he should be a national top 100 player. Here's how impressed I was. Now, I love Bryce Young, and he's not Bryce Young at quarterback. Let me let me go ahead and put that down. But if we weren't getting Bryce Young, I would say I'm, I'm cool. We yep. don't need to go get another quarterback this year. I'm cool with this guy. Let's give him a shot. Him now, a it may shot. not work. I mean – he, he, this is not just some athlete standing back there slinging it around. He's he's coached well. His dad's the coach. He also has a younger brother who I think is yes. a sophomore, and he's sophomore. he's good too. Yeah, he's good he's too. He's a front seven um, gallon. He's a front seven gallon defense, right? Yeah, he's and got, I mean, he's just a defender that plays in the front seven. Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't. I don't remember like his just standing out, but I was so awestruck by Christian Story's talent that it kind of took away from anybody else. Now I'll say this too, just to throw another shout out out there. Uh, Mars Hill Bibles, eighth grade quarterback was also yeah. very good. An eighth grader. And I'm, me. Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to watch the tape this week. I will watch the but tape he, of that this week. He is, he, he's probably not going to be a prospect for, you know, D one, but he made some oh, really? throws. Short? Is he short? Yeah, he's kind of, he's, he's a little shorter, you know, and obviously he's playing in a, in a system that they don't just sling it all over the field. Um, but he did make some throws and I'm talking about going against his body, going the other way that threading the needle. And we were like, you know, when I was in eighth grade, I was still playing with GI Joes. I mean, what is this kid's out there just dropping dimes. Um, so you're starting quarterback in the eighth grade and you get your team to the state championship game. Yours, you're some level. You're a dude. dude. You're a dude. Yeah, uh, now that don't mean you're going to play in the SEC. I mean, there's a lot of variables at play here, but uh, that's impressive as hell. And I'll bet, I'll bet without knowing a damn thing. I don't even know the kid's name. I'll bet without knowing. I bet that kid's a big time baseball player. Um, baseball, oh, uh, might his, the- baseball might be his thing, and of course, baseball is very skill specific. It's kind of crazy to say that, but how many times have we seen eighth and ninth grade quarterbacks? that are really successful, but, but actually their futures in baseball. So I just, I just say that without knowing anything for all I know, the kid doesn't know if a baseball has feathers in it or air and doesn't even play baseball. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying he sounds like a baseball player to me without 
knowing anything else. There was also a kid named Ron Wiggins who plays for Jacksonville High School. They played UMS Wright. And, I mean, uh, you know, if you play UMS Wright or Fife in a state championship game, I mean, God bless you. Fife played Realtown. Uh, I got to call that game, too, and that was far and away the worst game of the Super 7 just because it was – Fife got right. down – I mean, excuse me, Fife got up 20 to nothing. There were seven minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third in the first quarter. And so it was just – it was a no-low contingent from the start. I did get to see Eric Shaw, who did have a kickoff return for a touchdown. He was the best athlete on the field. Five also led by a sophomore quarterback. They could have won 70-7. to seven. But uh, And then I saw Ron Wiggins for um, Jacksonville, who has taken Roy Dale Williams' place, I think, in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game because I don't know why Roy Dale's a scratch. I know he was hurt later he's in hurt. the year. But, um, he's hurt. Yeah, he's just not I mean, playing, I think, I think, which I is think fine. banged up. Yeah, yeah. That kid, but, but Wiggins, for like a million yards. Yeah, he's good. He and, like and a million yards this year. He's like he's he's well built too. And you know, there's no doubt if if they said okay, he's committed to Alabama, it would not be my favorite recruit in the class or anything. But I could live with it. Um, and I think in the old Shula days, Ron Wiggins would have been a priority. Um, it, as it stands, it wouldn't shock me if he was a. a Arkansas kind of kid. I mean, he's he's really talented, very fast. He just – they went up against UMS Wright, and what are you going to do? I mean, UMS Wright's ridiculous. Chris right. Abrams Drain, um, you know, pretty famously came up – they came up about a yard short, uh, Spanish Fort did, from beating Oxford for a state championship. But I think he looked really good. I didn't get to see that game either. Um, but the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game is this weekend, and this Christian week. Story will play in it. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Yep. Are you going? Are you going good at report. all? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the demands, it's in Hattiesburg uh, this year. The, the demands of normal life will keep me away from that. But uh, I will be there in spirit, and I will read every ounce of it and get some uh, texts from some people there. And uh, no, I'm looking forward to the coverage all week for sure. Um. Okay. So Jimmy, I'm going to try this really quickly too. There is no segue, and so everybody stay prepared. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Hey guys, let's let's talk about sex, good sex. Because if there's anything you want to tune into Locked On Bama for, you nailed it. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Try BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. <laughs> I, I like how we have to uh, identify that. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anywhere, anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity arises. That's, that's positive. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness, except for me right now. <laughs> right now, we've got a, <laughs> right now we've got a, <laughs> right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code code 
Just it has code in parentheses. That's the code. That. The code is <laughs> that's, code. That's that. I, I mean, it's in parentheses. I think they're supposed to tell me what that code is, but it this doesn't is say. what I'm commenting on. The code. <laughs> but that's what's. That's like that's like the some guy's uh, comp, lock combination for his luggage. Um, just pay the five dollars shipping. Again, that's b l u e chew.com. Promo code. Code. I, code. It's literally code. says code to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And that is we very do. true. We do thank you for sponsoring we this do podcast. Thank, we do thank them. And I can't believe this is real life. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hey, look, man, I, if, the, if, hey, if, hey, if you need this, if you need hey, it, it, sounds good. You want it discreet. You know what I mean? It sounds good. Oh, it sounds good. I mean, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a product. I'm gonna have to start reading these live reads before I do these live reads. That's the other thing. I've got to come up with better plans. A, you're gonna have to give me a heads up. <laughs> oh my God! Did I just say that? <laughs> uh, you're making it worse, Jimmy. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about some potential juniors sitting out the bowl game or, and, or coming yep. back um, because there were some rumors this past week that yep. some of the juniors may be considering coming back. I mean, you and I have assumed long that everybody that was drafted draft eligible, that's pretty good as a junior is probably heading out the door and that makes some sense. Yep. But now I'll tell you, it seems like the, winds have shifted a little bit and that yep. potentially some of those guys could come back. Now I'm not holding out any, who, any hope for Terrell Lewis. I'm not holding out right. much hope for Jerry Judy. Um, right. I think those guys are probably gone, but you know, Devonte Smith, uh, Henry Ruggs, and dare I even say Tua? Could, could be. be. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I, I mean, uh, exactly. I think all season long, there were 10 juniors. I can whip through them because, I've been, we've been talking about them all season. Tua, Najee, Devontae, Ruggs, Judy, Leatherwood, Wills, uh, Dylan Moses, Terrell Lewis, and Xavier McKinney. Those 10 juniors, I have felt the entire season would all leave in mass uh, when the season's over. I, I felt all 10 would go. Uh, that wasn't inside scoop or inside info. It was just like, well, we're probably going to lose all 10 of those guys. Uh, but as the off season, if you want to call this, and it's not the off season, we got another game to go. But uh, but as as it's progressed since the Auburn game, uh, there are, you know, I, I think growing optimism that we will not lose all ten. And frankly, any one of the ten that's returning is crazy based on how we've projected twenty twenty this whole time. Any one of them, uh, and, and how fortunate would it be if there were two? or three, or four, or five. But I'm just saying any one of the ten is just gravy to me. Uh, so let's just uh, see. And whatever decisions the kids make, I try not to be critical or second-guess. They're business decisions that these kids are making about their careers and their futures. And, and, and uh, I, you know, I try not to second-guess and be critical. I'm sure we will be because we're jerks that way. But, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just know that all – fall along we've said all 10 are likely gone and now i don't say that although if you ask me specifically about guys uh i mean no no one knows and and keep in mind 
if you're dying to know this information and like, no, I want to know what Jimmy and Luke say about each one of these 10 and their chances of coming back. Well, one year ago today, I would have told you Mac Wilson and Deontay Thompson were coming back, and they didn't. And I'd have told you Damian Harris was, was leaving, and he didn't. So uh, it, it's, it's just premature. And if the kids haven't made decisions, then how the hell would we know what they're doing? And that's literally what the situation is. If the kids haven't made final decisions, there's no way for anyone to know. Everyone is just guessing. And uh, we've got to guess, but, but what the heck does that mean? So uh, let's just see what happens. And the first tell, absent announcements from Twitter or the University of Alabama Athletic Department, absent that, the first tell is going to be the first day of practice. Uh, we're going to find out soon what is the first day that the Alabama football team is going to practice for Michigan. And, hey, if we got some star junior that's not at practice, that's a pretty good tell. And, uh, and the beat writers will report that. So, so we'll know soon enough. All right, everyone. Unfortunately, we have lost Jimmy. Jimmy is on the road somewhere, and he is just cut off, gone. Jimmy's gone now. Forget him. Uh, I don't know what has happened to him. I can't even get him. Uh, but he's somewhere in the bowels of Mobile. And uh, so that's just that. I don't know what to say about that. But we will be back with another episode of Locked on Bama tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Roll Tide, everybody.